The following is a sermon podcast from White Ridge Baptist Church. Good morning, White Ridge Baptist Church. What a day it is to be here on the final Sunday. And what a great opportunity we have as we've been speaking about this uh, in this past month. Uh, we've been, this is the fourth Sunday of January where today we want to talk about legacy. Pretty much what is our legacy and we're going to preach it, we're going to talk about it to the next 25 years of our church. And what does that look like? I'm going to read two verses for you from Psalms. Uh, if you have your Bibles and you'd like to open that up, it's Psalms 22, verses 31. The verse goes, His righteous acts will be told to those not yet born. They will hear about everything he has done. And then you're going to flip to Psalms 102. Verse 18, let this be recorded for future generations so that a people not yet born will praise the Lord. And what an amazing opportunity it is to talk about legacy today. With uh, We are excited with the two new births that are in our church family. But to think about for the next 25 years, what is that message that we want to keep going? Uh, we want to keep going into those years. What is the foundational message? I had the opportunity to interview some people uh, that are a part of this church. So for me, I, uh, I've just been here just under four years, but I was looking at people that, there's many people in our church we'd love to interview and talk more about what's the legacy of our church, but I had the opportunity to talk with Marilyn Parker and Irma Kelm. Irma Kelm uh, is very well known around here, a founding member of our church, and so she's been with the church as they've moved from different addresses through the city. Uh, what a great time that was to have a conversation. We Recorded some conversation. I wish I could show it all, but I really had a great time with her and Marilyn, who joined us, who joined this family in the 90s, and was a, her testimony is about how she made connections here, and then she was she felt compelled to be a part of work that was making connections with new people, and so I thought this would be great to have this interview, and so the the main question that was posed was. What is that, what are those main ingredients, if you could say it like that, for a legacy, what is that main ingredients going forward that Irma and Marilyn would love our church to know for the future generation, not yet born even, what is that message that they are going to hear? And what a, what a great opportunity. And so we start with the clip here uh, with Irma. Mm-hmm. You know, she's been in, she, well, she's one of my closest friends, you know, and uh, I think, uh, uh, oh, for the church, for the next 25 years, for the next generation that's coming, how can the church play a part in that? Big questions. You have to, you have to, you have to be grounded in the Bible. Yeah. That's the main yes. thing. Yes. And you have to. You have to show love yes. to whoever comes to their door. So I, I wanted to add that clip because it was just hilarious. We had this, again, this is part of the interview, and so we had this conversation going, and Irma, she was getting, she was figuring it out, what we're talking, like she's in the conversation. Marilyn posed that question there, and you could see she was locked in. She goes, okay, one, founded on the word of God, amen, right? Uh, number two, love people that come through that door. 
and the most high-tech 94-year-old, right, with a, lip, <laughs> with a flip phone, that's what happens. But it struck me, and maybe make an analogy out of I, it. Just, it did struck me that even as we've talked about, even these past three weeks, about things that have happened to our church family with interruptions, with things that it can throw us off the course. But really, we've got to come back to those foundational, uh, uh, those things that we are being built upon where God is building our church and our family. And so what a, those two great points. Uh, and so the friend that was calling was actually Phyllis Chester, and that was another thing that she's a good friend from Ir- with Irma, is in this church where she found it. So I thought, what a great, uh, even as she said that, anybody who comes through those doors, love on them. And so that's a, it was a great example with Phyllis calling there and uh, saying that's a friendship and connection she had. And that can be a part of our church family going forward. And so we have another clip here just, her talking about that. Mm-hmm. You know, she's been in, she, well, she's one of my closest friends, you know, and uh, I think, uh, like you say, we're a church family, mm-hmm. and to accept people when they come, mm-hmm. and uh, to show, show Christ's love to yes. them, yes. you know, mm. yeah. that's the thing. It has been um, a prayer of some of us for a um, 20 years that when someone comes through the door of our church that they will feel acceptance yeah. and the love of Christ yeah. Yeah. and they may not understand what it is but it's something that draws them in I've, I've heard this testimony from people that have come to our church and said when they walk in they feel they're accepted yeah good. you know yeah it, that, it's been a prayer that's right. God's answered prayer yeah community stuff and everything you want but but the basic thing of our church of of at church or our church is to bring young people to the lord to the lord that they commit their lives to the lord that's that is the function of the church i mean all the programs are wonderful but but that's not the reason we were in the focus the focus should be on the lord oh yeah yeah and the thing is, a couple of the young people in our church either were baptized or made a report about camp or something like that. And, and then I went and I talked to them, and I, I thanked them for the things that they said and their involvement, and that it's so neat to me to see them experiencing their own salvation, their own growth, yeah. that it's not just something they've inherited from because mom and dad that's took me right, to church. That's, that's it's right. something personal from them. That's right. and, and that excites me so much. Yeah. 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 And so we couldn't watch the whole interview, but I thought... Marilyn shared a really great set of verses here from Colossians 2, verses 6 and 7. When I gave her this question, that was, a, that was part of this conversation was these verses that uh, she wanted to talk about. And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow st- strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. And that is... Uh, their thoughts on that ingredients that should be part of our legacy that is for the next 25 years and more. Uh, What a great great, uh, time it was to talk with them, uh, both those wonderful women.
Our next uh, time person we interviewed was Alf Bell. And of course, he, uh, very well known around here, what a wonderful man he is. And when you, you should ask him about a legacy, I'm sure he could keep going, right? <laughs> but what a, what a wealth of knowledge and passion for the Word of God. Um, and so we got to hear from him. And again, we couldn't play, we can't play everything that was talked about, but um, he really focused on that idea of worship. Worship is something that a church needs to get past and say, okay, I may have conflict with people. I might have, uh, that I need to, you know, work on myself. But when I worship God, I worship with my church, and I worship because it's of who God is. It's not about who I am and what I need in this moment. It's about I need to learn what it is about God that it needs to challenge me. And his, his, uh, his interview time was just talking about those events that he had in this church where he was just amazed to see this church come through so much. So there's a clip about that. Sense that God was going to do something very ordinary, very wonderful. I, I, I thought to myself, he was looking at this congregation and saying, that's a good church. I think I'll go down to church on Sunday morning and bless them. And that's something because God doesn't have to come to church. We forget that. Um, and, and so I, I, I got to thinking about the, the hymn, uh, Great is Thy Faithfulness. And it this time had a twist to it. And the twist was, that it was the angels of heaven singing. And they were singing about this congregation, great is their faithfulness. Despite their tears, despite their confusion, despite the fact that um, all their hopes had sort of been uh, put off to one side and they wondered what on earth they were doing next. Um, and, I, and I have a feeling of heaven the angels were singing, great is their faithfulness. Great is their faithfulness. And, 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 and with a smile on their faces. And uh, what happened to me was a, sort of a little bit like uh, Martin Luther King, when he stood up and he said, my eyes have seen the glory. And, and he could see it. It wasn't just he could taste it. You could see that his soul was into it. And it isn't just that I've seen the glory, because I know that God's going to do terrific things, and has already, in amazing ways. But I felt like adding to it a little bit. Mine ears have seen, hear, heard the story. And you're starting to share that more. And again, as I hear the story, I know God's going to bless. Uh, and more than that, and I couldn't find a nice little parable, parallel that would fit, but, but my heart could hear the love, the, 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 the response, the enthusiasm, the bonding and the being together, and singing from the bottom of their hearts. And I thought to myself, any people that are faithful enough, that cry their tears, that go through their grief, that day by day, week by week, month by month, carry on and, and, and build their faith 
and and uh, so are, are doing something by way of telling the story of God's faithfulness that they have no idea is of, of as much value. And I could just see God in heaven smiling. And I couldn't think of anything more often. And for me, when I say, mine eyes have seen the glory, it isn't, this is a great church, look how good we pastors have been. It's, it's God smiling on his people. And when God smiles on his people, there's hope. So number one, worship. Church, we need to protect this time. Do you remember now, when the children a, of Israel... This is not a... Uh, this is not a time of worship that is brought in with a lot of personal needs and desires. It is... We have to be humble when we approach worship together as a church. That is what has got us through these past many years and for the next 25 years and on. This is what's needed. Number two, be founded on the word of God. Be founded on the word of God. Let's come back to that every time. Number three, love those who walk through those doors, who, who come, who visit, who families that are first coming for the first time, whatever it may be, let's be a church that loves those. And for sure, let's always take time, no matter your age, how are we serving the children in this ministry, in this church? How are we protecting that? And I, I just have to... Irma and Marilyn, again, uh, ladies, they brought up lots of memories of what they've been a part of in programs, but you heard in the video, even then they said, ah, it's not about the programs, it's that we just wanted to be a part of making sure those families and those children felt loved and cared for. So what a, what a great legacy to live up to in these next 25 years. Do you remember when the children of Israel crossed over the River Jordan and, and God stopped the water so that they could cross? And uh, people actually celebrated by as they walked across that water bed, they picked up rocks. Nothing special, probably dirty and ugly, not artistic, but they built a pile of rocks and the rocks were there to stay. And the passage behind it is that we have to tell our children and our children's children what the Lord has done for us. And that's legacy. And you, you've got it as a church, an incredible legacy in what God has done and, and to gel that together in a way that becomes part of your church tradition is something you're going to have to work at. Um, and maybe find Kevin being able to write a song or two or anything that adds to it so you can add celebration and singing and, and prayer and, and make the whole thing um, special for the fact that God has been special to us as a church. Amen. Good job, Kevin. I have a great staff. It's so wonderful to work together with them. You know, it was uh, almost 10 years ago that Alf Bell 
ran, literally, ran down this aisle. He had an Olympic torch that we borrowed from Don Struber. And he met me right here in the front. And he handed the torch to me, and I ran out with it. And uh, that day, he also gave me a Bible. He uh, gave me a Bible he had signed, and uh, I've been using it for the last nine and a half years. Just recently, it's begun to lose its binding and fall apart a little bit. And uh, that's a good sign, I guess, isn't it? And um, I got a new Bible. But uh, I want to give you a report. Several of you have already visited or talked to Alf or his family. He's in the Victoria Hospital, and uh, they have discovered a brain tumor that uh, is fairly aggressive. And the doctors have said it's inoperable. And uh, so Alf is in great spirits. He is, his hope is fully in the Lord. And he is an encouragement to anyone who sees him. Uh, but uh, you can be praying for him because now the next step is uh, a, a palliative care kind of move. And the, the prayer request that comes from him is this, that he would be able to be in the same place as Marie. And so pray that God will open up a place there that he and Marie can uh, have some time there together in the same place. And, and uh, so praise God for the legacy that Alf Bell has left on this church. Anybody that knows him, uh, nobody does benedictions like Alf Bell. Uh, he, he has just uh, a gift. And so I've been blessed to journey with him as well in this uh, last nine and a half years. So praise God. In this moment, <clears throat> I don't want to lose the opportunity to just ask you, if you're among us today and you don't know Jesus Christ, you heard three testimonies this morning of an incredible, gracious God that got hold of people's lives when they were not seeking Him and turned their hearts back to Him. And if you don't know that you are a Christian today, if you don't believe that you are a follower of Christ today, I would ask you that maybe the Holy Spirit today began to warm your heart just through those testimonies. And would you, would you be diligent before you go to bed tonight, before you put your head on your pillow, would you be diligent just to talk to somebody that you know and trust that is a follower of Christ? You don't have to say, hey, I, I did the big thing today. I prayed the prayer. I became a Christian. You just need to tell them where you're at with this whole journey and begin that dialogue. They might be uh, one of the people that journeys with you into the kingdom. So I want to encourage you in that. We're excited as a church family. Uh, this past whole month, we've been remembering. And I think that God's grace and in His, God, His grace, we, we've remembered well. And now as we switch gears and as we say goodbye to this building, for some of you, this is an incredible building. I was talking to Pastor Kevin earlier. He said, I was married in this building. I dedicated my two children in this building. I've, I've done funerals in this building, and so on and so forth. And for others of you that are more recent, it's not as significant a place. But uh, either way, we're, we're going to try and finish well. And in just a moment, I'm going I'm to ask you to join me in the final act of worship that we have in this place before we move to 2405 McGilvery and we begin to continue on there and I love the way that Kevin in his song that he wrote has described it as we've only just begun. Praise the Lord. And so may God bless us as we get over there. There's so many of you that have been already working so hard. I want to encourage you, church, that when you get over there next Sunday or even when you walk through it at the open house today, 
recognize that it may not be exactly what you would imagine. And instead of uh, kind of starting on any kind of critical piece, just thank the Lord and just thank and be grateful to those that have invested so much time and energy. And uh, I know the Lord is going to bless us in this whole time. You know, the need-to-know document that the transition team has prepared is going to answer a lot of your questions. But some of the questions you're going to have to answer, like you don't even know where you're going to sit yet, do you? But I bet you some of you are creatures of habit. You're going to sit exactly in the same location. I can just imagine it right now. How good it is. God is good. So I'm going to ask the worship team to come. We're going to sing the song that Alf recommended. Let's sing, Great is Thy Faithfulness. O God, my Father, there is no shadow of turning with Thee. Isn't it wonderful that though we're changing locations and though some of the rhythms and ways of our church, uh, times of service and ministry and so on are going to change, God changes not. He is the same today, yesterday, today, and forever. And so stand with us now and let's sing, Great is Thy Faithfulness. <clears throat> we have a responsive reading now that we're going to read together. And I would ask you that if you can embrace and believe in your heart the words that you're about to read, then don't do it half-voiced. But let this last act of worship in this place be, be filled with conviction. Let us hear the word of the Lord, and let us pray. We will hear the word of the Lord, and we will pray. Lord, you have been our dwelling place throughout all generations. He tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms. The Lord is our shepherd. We can have everything we need. Heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool. What kind of house will you build for me? The God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth. He does not live in temples built by human hands. Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple? And that God's Spirit dwells in you? As we come to Him, the living stones, we also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood. By the grace of God, I laid a foundation as a wise builder, and someone else is building on it. But each one should be careful how he builds. Savior and Lord, you have faithfully led us, your church. This building has been our place of worship for over 30 years. You have been merciful and gracious, slow to anger and rich in love. We have sought to follow your ways. And now, Lord, we believe it is you who have led us to build another place of worship and service. It is you, Lord. It is you, Lord. It is you, Lord, It is you, Lord, It is you, Lord, It is you, O Lord, And you, O Lord, It is you, Lord, And it is you, O Lord, And so also it is you, O Lord. For from him and through him 
and to him are all things. To him be the glory. Amen. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him all creatures here below. Praise him above ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son. be praised. Hopefully we'll see you all at two o'clock at, uh, at the open house at 2405 McGilvery this afternoon. God bless you as you go from here.